Good morning, everybody. This is Corey Frills with the LPW Group here at Fairway. On with me, I have Becca Rucker and Autumn Lane. Not on today, uh, Lisa Wiles and Becky Price. Um, I'm going to do a quick market update as we typically do. Autumn's going to talk a little bit about um, some pretty significant changes that you guys are going to see showing up in the market over the next couple of months. Um, and then Becca's going to um, recap some of the stuff we've done this week and what we're going to do going forward for agent development. So um, not a great morning for the bond market. We had um, the Fed's favorite measure of inflation, personal consumption expenditure, PCE. It came out this morning and it came out higher than expected. Um, it, it rose six tenths of one percent against an estimate of three tenths of one percent. Um, and mean took the year-over-year -year number to 5.4 when we expected it to drop to 4.8. So the bond market does not like this. Um, and when the bond market doesn't like things, mortgage interest rates rise. So um, mortgage rates are looking like, at this point, they're going to head back towards 7%. Um, probably... I'd say we'll kiss the sevens. And then the next chance at real meaningful improvement is going to be the first week of March or second week of March, March 10th and March 14th. March 10th, we get an employment report, um, which does for the month of February, which does not include all of the seasonal adjustments that really propped up the January report. And um, then March 14th, we get more inflation data. So I was I was rambling about this this morning to a friend of mine who's a financial advisor, and he said, stop and talk to me like I'm five and tell me what this means, why this is a bad thing. And this guy has a JD and it's a financial advisor. So uh, let me, in plain English, when employment looks really good, one would expect that to be a good thing for the markets, right? People are making money, they're spending money, that's good. Well, it's not when you have persistent inflation in, 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 the, in the grocery store and the gas pump. And when the Fed, the Federal Reserve is trying to tame inflation, um, they do that by raising the Fed funds rate. And that's what we've seen here recently, right? So when economic reports come out that we believe will continue to push inflation higher, the markets hate it. Inflation is bad for everybody. It's, it's, it, Jamie Dimon, he's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, he was on CNBC uh, yesterday uh, with Jim Cramer, and he said that staving off inflation is the most important thing right now. That's what the Federal Reserve has been saying. I do agree with that. Um, he said that persistent inflation could hurt growth for the next 10 years. And so it's more important to stop inflation than anything else right now. So when you see a report that says that consumers are spending a lot of money, that that um, employment is 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 high, we would normally associate that with a good economy. But at this point, continual spending and driving prices up is is actually damaging us in the long run. So my take is I believe this. I I think so. We have this is not a think. This is a data point. Credit card debt is at an all-time high, over $900 billion in consumer credit card debt. I believe that consumers are slow to adjust their behavior. I think that there are a lot of people out there that are living like it's 2020 and 2021, 
when money was freely available. Um, and we're not in those times anymore. I mean, you guys see this in real estate. You had some realtors and lenders that had some really good years in 2020 and really good years in 2021. How many of them that you know have actually adjusted their lifestyle at all to not as good a year? So my opinion is, and honestly, a, a, a decent fear of mine is that we're going to the consumer will continue to spend and spend and spend until it hits a brick wall, and that's going to be a credit limit on a credit card, um, the inability to get another one because your credit score is in the tank, um, and then we're going to see that recession that we've been talking about. All right, so that was super negative, but I don't I don't think that's bad for housing. I think that bringing inflation down um, and allowing people to have more money uh, to spend on housing and uh, that will bring interest rate down. So you have multiple things that bringing inflation down will help. On the first, if you spend less money on groceries, you can afford to buy more house, period. End of story. If rates stay where they are and inflation comes down, you have more money to spend on housing if you spend less on groceries. Two, when inflation comes down, rates come down. So, so you're going to get a bump in affordability in housing and you get more room in the budget by them not spending as much on groceries. So inflation coming down is going to be a good thing, even if the recession is what it costs. And recessions, we've talked about, if you've listened to me for any period of time, housing does very well in recessions. Um, it always has, apart from the 08 housing crisis that was created by housing. Um, so that I have no fear of housing in recession. I honestly just wish it would go ahead and get here. Uh, so that we could go ahead and right-size consumer spending, right-size interest rates and affordability in housing. So um, it's coming, guys, it's coming, hang in there. I think March will be a decent month. I think we'll probably come off the highs. It's going to get difficult here for a couple of weeks, so hang in there. Um, and then April is probably not going to be great. Um, there's some data points out there I don't love in April. May should be a pretty good uh, time for us. So the back half of the year is setting up to go really well. I'll tell you, we know all this. We talk about this internally, but we're seeing a ton of activity right now. So consumers, thank God, don't look at uh, mortgage backed securities all day. They're they're ready to roll anyway if they can afford it. So um, with that, I am going to hand it over to Autumn. So we've got some changes coming up that we're super excited about in FHA. We have a super competitive FHA product. Um, at Fairway. And so we're really excited about this. So Autumn, tell us, tell us about FHA changes. Lots of positive changes. Uh, I'm glad you did in on a positive, Corey, and we'll roll right into another positive. Um, and I, I want you to help me give some background with this FHA and why, I mean, I know that in the lending, real, you know, the real estate market and realtors right now are seeing this information being pushed out everywhere. I am not sure realtors understand why, the why this is important information to share because it will be very valuable for buyers and for sellers. And it could change how a realtor um, communicates with their clients. So I think that's the important message to convey. But you're seeing that FHA is lowering their um, monthly mortgage insurance premium, their, their PMI. Um, it, I don't even remember the last time it's been changed. It's been years. Like, I can't even remember it. It's been so long. Um, so it's a good change. For, for reference, I ran an estimate earlier on a $395 purchase price. And I just 
manually plugged in the lower premium and it saved the client $100, just $100 a month in mortgage insurance. So I think the industry has always really gone toward negative with FHA because of the PMI is higher traditionally and because it doesn't go away. But we are seeing some changes on the conventional side. And, and our market has been very driven toward conventional the last two years, highly conventional driven. But that may change because of upcoming changes that are being implemented on the conventional side. Corey, kind of fill in the gaps for me with right. the what's changing there. So you've got multiple things that are happening at the same time that are going to lead to the result that Autumn's talking about. Um, in that you're going to see more FHA offers. One is conventional loans are about to get more expensive for everyone borrowing over 60%. So if they're putting less than 40% down, it's going to get more expensive. If their debt to income is over 40, which don't expect you to have a ton of perspective around that, but I would say autumn in 10 loans we write, Six, seven, or over forty? Yeah, higher, higher than definitely higher than fifty. It's it's quite a bit. Forty is a very, I mean, definitely over forty. I would agree yeah. with that. So it, it's it, there's some changes coming up in pricing for these loans. It's probably going to increase rates um, for those specific borrowers if their debt to income is over forty and their loan to value is over sixty, um, which I would say is eight in ten loans. One of those two things apply. Um, they're going to get a higher interest rate by 0.125-ish, give or take. There's an adjustment to the price of the loan, but it's going to translate into a higher rate. Um, also, um, the, they are the conventional lenders are reworking their algorithms where it's going to be harder to get approvals on loans over 80% loan to value. So for those borrowers putting 3%, 5%, um, even 10% down, it's going to be harder for them to get approvals. So it's going to get more expensive. It's going to be hard to get an approval. So that's going to push people towards FHA, which candidly, even today, we're looking at, I don't know if you've compared one lately, Autumn, but you compare like a 3% down conventional to 3.5% down FHA, it's within dollars on payment. Yeah, for sure. And the, and and I think on the back end of things, the the where the FHA mortgage insurance premium will be, is for an A an A client with conventional, meaning conventional side note, we can shop out the mortgage insurance, but it's highly driven by credit. FHA is not. Any credit borrower gets the same FHA premium. So it's going to tighten up if you know those people who can no longer get um, that better rate and or better mortgage insurance premium and or even an approval through you know the automated system under conventional terms, are going to slide into FHA automatically. Um, and it, that's not a bad thing because I'll, because a lot of times the FHA rate is better. And now with the lower premium or MI premium or mortgage insurance, it will likely be a much better payment for them. Um, all this to say, you're going to probably see a flood of FHA pre-approval letters coming from your buyers and FHA offers on your listings. Um, so I think it's time to retrain our minds in the market of what FHA looks like. And it's not a bad loan. It just, we kind of got spoiled the last couple of years, not having to think about the extra steps maybe to an FHA um, 
loan. I will just a testimonial in 20 years. I have never had FHA deny a property for appraisal. That's, I think, the biggest fear, and it has never happened. You may have a handful of repairs, and most of the time they can easily be worked through, but you will never have FHA deny a property. I think that's important to note. Um, you know, they're not going to say no. Uh, and obviously, unless it's a property, we know by looking at it, it's just not going to go. Um, um, anything else to add on that, Corey? I just, I think it's just very important to wrap our brains around. Well, we've had this is coming. <laughs> we've had to retrain our minds so much already this year, like around seller concessions. You know, when's the last time you asked for a seller concession at a contract until this year? Mm -hmm. um, and and then, so this is going to be the same thing. We have to retrain our minds um, around like, hey, FHAs are, honestly, when, when we qualify somebody FHA, I feel rock solid about that deal. Mm -hmm. It is so lenient. I mean, I've gotten up to a 56% debt to income approved. So mm -hmm. it is so lenient that no matter what really goes wrong in the transaction, I'm not worried about losing my approval. I mean, I feel better, especially under 10% down. I feel more confident in FHA than conventional. Yeah, I same. Mean, I feel no concern at all. So that's just something we're going to have to retrain our minds towards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, y'all are seeing this pumped out a lot. Um, and we just wanted to kind of tell you, we wanted to go into what it really means to you. Um, we have a call today corporately at, at two that we're going to discuss this on and when we're going to roll it out here at Fairway, but it's, I think it's going to be very soon. So let me mention one more thing. Um, FHA is really uh, a loan program that you want to make sure your lender understands. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of institutions that do not even offer FHA. Mm -hmm. And I would make sure you're connecting with a mortgage lender even more so than a broker simply because we understand the parameters of FHA and our underwriters who are on our team, who are fairway underwriters, understand the parameters and we work together. Um, FHA is not a complex loan, but lenders sometimes make it complex and there are additional overlays on FHA. There are different rules that banks, uh, certain banks or lenders, you know, plug in because of, of things they want to see. Fairway has no overlays. So if, if FHA tells us we can do the loan, we can do it. I think that's an important piece to really connect with someone who understands how FHA works, because that's where you could put yourself and your buyers in a tricky position, not understanding really an FHA loan. Yes. And I think, you know, this is a common conversation right now. I think every channel has its benefits, right? Banks have their benefits. Brokers have their benefits. Um retail like what we do correspondent has its benefits and and one of the largest for us here at fairway and it's just cultural here at fairway is our our corporate office has our back and your back as the realtor so um one we fund the loan with our dollars so um we're willing to fund something that maybe didn't start out just the way we wanted it to but we want to keep the relationship with you so we're going to make the loan um, and then the other is just that that intrinsic connectivity between um, the, the connection between the buyer and the person with the checkbook, right? Um, so you're always going to have a good, you should always have a great relationship with your originator, your loan officer, um, whoever they are. But the fact that our company behind us actually has the checkbook 
and and then has a connection via us to you and making sure the deal gets done is pretty important. So um, that's a good point, Autumn. There, I, I at a I, they're very hard. I've worked at a bank before. It was very hard to originate FHA loans in a bank. That was years ago. It could be different. Um, but that that really is where the independent mortgage bank, like we are, that's that's the void that we filled for a long time is is government loans because banks are disinterested and, and they just marginalize those. I don't, I don't want to say marginalize that's negative, but in general, um, you have different appetites for different channels, and that's what we long for a long time we've been really good after. So exciting things, really. Yeah, no, I'm super excited about it. Um, Becca, you want to talk a little bit about what we did yesterday and how awesome that was? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of exciting things, um, and if all of this has you feeling stressed out or confused, then I'm sorry that you missed our event yesterday because you probably could have used it. Uh, we gathered probably like 20 of our um, realtor partners and did yoga at Renegade um, and then followed up with some smoothies and juice bowls at Nectar. And it sounds silly, but it was actually our favorite event that we've done so far. I'm sure that you've heard us talk about the fact that we host an education event every month and a social event every month. And we kind of just got tired of having a drink on a Thursday night once a month. And so we decided to do something that was a little bit better for ourselves. And we have like, we have about six core values that we go off of here at LTW group. And one of those being to care like a healthy tribe. And so that's, that's our mindset moving forward um, with these social events is we want something that is going to provide you an opportunity as a realtor to make your mind, body, and ultimately your business better. So Lisa said it really well yesterday. She was like, it's like when you're on an airplane and you, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on yourself first and then help others second. Like you've got to take care of yourself first so that you can take care of others. Um, so that's our goal with these events moving forward. Um, we would love to hear some things that maybe you guys do to take care of yourselves uh, that you would like to see us host uh, for our events. We're always open to ideas, um, but the yoga event was really good. And we had people who came and hadn't stepped foot on a yoga mat in years or maybe even ever before. And at the end of it said that they were so glad that they came. Um, so, and it's, you know, hopefully sparks inspiration to do that more than just once a month for themselves you know this is meant to be like a starting point not even just like a come do it with us once a month so yeah just look keep your eyes peeled um because we'll have more of those in the coming months ahead awesome well thank yeah. you so much um autumn anything else before we wrap up i I, I can't really think of anything specifically um i think positive activity in the market um i'm excited to see um, all these homes that are popping on the market because that's been a struggle for a while with limited inventory, but um, we're seeing that pick up and that's a positive. So I think we're looking ahead. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks guys. We appreciate you. Don't forget um, we are working this weekend. So uh, any, any night and weekend, you can start with your originator. If you want, you can shoot Autumn a text or Becky or me or Lisa. Um, but if you don't hear from us, you can always shoot an email to ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com, ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com. We take turns being responsible for all of our clients um, on the weekend. So if, if I'm on call, 
tonight and you need a letter out, you can send an email to that inbox. I'll write it. We'll say it's Becky's deal. Becky will pick it up on Monday. So um, we take care of each other uh, on that and then make sure that we take care of you because there's going to be times that we're just not available and we want to make sure that you are able to compete. So thank you all and um, we will see you next week. Bye.